Hello there, welcome back to the Glass Room. And I'm your host, Afrogane Annabelle Pendlebury. I hope you're having an amazing weekend and that your Sunday is coming along nicely. We are going to start a new series and it's titled The Single Lady. To be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure of how many episodes we're going to have in this series, but I do hope you'll enjoy it. So uh, there's just something that I learned in church today and I thought that I should share it. And it's about the Sabbath and rest. If you are a Christian or you're Jewish, you'd be familiar with the concept of Sabbath. The Bible says that in, in the book of Genesis that God rested on the seventh day after creation. So God took a rest and that day is known as the Sabbath. And I think, why is this important? It's important because God took a rest. If your creator takes a rest, you most definitely need rest. But in today's culture, it is so common for people to just disregard rest. In this culture of ever being ever busy, you know, culture is very anti-rest. It's like resting is bad. You've got to constantly be on the move, pushing your goals, hustling, making things happen. The truth is you have to rest. It is essential to your mind, your body, you know, just it's really, really essential. It's helpful. It's important. So I'm going to share with you um, something in the Bible that's important um, with regards to rest. And it's from the book of Hebrews 4, verses 9 to 10. It says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. So it is really, really important to take rest. And if you find yourself feeling mentally tired, drained, I think maybe what you need is a rest. And if you're already someone that loves to rest, I mean, don't do it too much. But if you're someone who's already in the habit of taking rest regularly, keep it up. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to connect with us on The Glass Room on Instagram. Take care and have a blessed new week. Bye-bye. The Single Lady I'm not sure of what hairstyle we should all wear. You know, some of the girls have natural hair, so I don't think a ponytail might be a practical hairstyle. Yeah. You know what? Let's just, let's let's ask Amara. Yeah, let's see what she thinks. Or better yet, let's ask the girls on the WhatsApp group chat and we'll see what they think. Mm, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Uh-uh, Chioma. <laughs> okay okay uh all right my dear see i need to i need to go now um i'm so hungry i am starving i just returned from work so let me let me guess i'm into it okay it was lovely to speak to you okay marigasi family okay take care darling okay bye bye <laughs> i sigh loudly as i get off the phone with chairman I am not starving. I use that excuse just to have a moment alone and gather my thoughts. Lately, I've developed the habit of seeking solitude to 
think through things without distractions. As I get off the phone with Chioma, the younger sister of my best friend Amara, a wave of nostalgia washes over me. A decade younger than myself, Chioma has always been like a little sister to me. My friendship with Amara goes back to our university days at Anambra State University. I find myself transported back in time, reminiscing about the moment our paths first crossed. It was a bright and bustling day, filled with the anticipation of a new academic year. The student registration office, situated within the walls of the Faculty of Mass Communication building, was abuzz with eager students exchanging stories and introductions while we're all waiting patiently in the long queue to get our student badges. As I stood patiently in the queue waiting for my turn, the girl in front of me suddenly turned around, breaking my focus. With a polite tone, she requested, excuse me, can you please hold my place? I need to quickly run to the toilet. In that brief moment, I took the opportunity to observe her appearance. Standing at around five feet, three inches tall, she was full-figured and sturdy looking. Her face was framed by a rich espresso complexion, brown eyes, large and expressive, sparkled with a hint of curiosity. She had full lips and a broad nose, which added a certain charm to her face. Her ears were hidden by the massive braid extensions she was wearing. She had a full face of makeup that didn't quite suit her. It appeared as though she had attempted to make herself look older, but hadn't quite achieved the desired effect. Nevertheless, it didn't detract from the natural fresh face beauty she possessed. She wore a pair of dark blue jeans that hugged her figure, accentuating her curves in a way that reminded me of a Coke bottle. She was wearing a pink top adorned with shimmering sequins. She completed her assemble by pairing her outfit with silver sandals and a matching silver handbag. In response, I nodded in agreement to her request and she hurriedly left for the toilet. Ten minutes later, she returned, a look of relief on her face. Grateful for holding her place in the queue, she expressed her thanks to me. A few moments later, an announcement echoed through the room, informing us that the student registration office would be closing temporarily for the staff's lunch break. We were instructed to return in an hour to resume our registration process. The news spread throughout the room, eliciting sighs and murmurs of disappointment from the waiting students, myself included. Slightly annoyed, I couldn't quite comprehend the reason behind the staff's decision to take a lunch break at 10 a.m. They had just resumed their work at 9 a.m. and it seemed like they'd only managed to process a few student badges. While expressing my displeasure through a murmur, the girl standing in front of me overheard me. She turned once again, rolling her eyes in agreement with what I had muttered. In a friendly manner, she asked me what I intended to do during the break. I replied explaining that I hadn't had breakfast yet and intended to grab a bite at a cafe located just a few yards away from the Faculty of Mass Communications. 
She revealed that she also hadn't had breakfast and asked if she could join me. Without hesitation, I replied, yes, of course. As it was my first day at the university, I hadn't had the chance to make friends yet and was unfamiliar with the faces around me. This unexpected encounter with her seemed like a perfect opportunity to connect and get to know someone new. Introducing herself as Amara, she extended a friendly hand of acquaintance. In return, I smiled and shared my name, Destiny. With newfound companionship and the anticipation of an engaging conversation, we set off towards the nearby cafe. Little did we know that that encounter would mark the beginning of a lifelong friendship filled with shared dreams, laughter, pain and unwavering support. That memorable encounter took place 20 years ago. Just a few months ago, I received a surprise FaceTime video call from Amara. As I answered the call, my eyes widened in astonishment at the sight before me. Amara extended her hand towards the camera, revealing a dazzling diamond engagement ring adorning her finger. Overwhelmed with excitement and joy, I screamed excitedly, bobbing my head from side to side, fully recognizing the significance of what I was witnessing. Amara joined in my ecstatic outburst. After a good few minutes of repeatedly screaming and echoing, baby girl, and oh my goodness, I eagerly asked Amara for all the details of her engagement. With a gleam in her eyes, she recounted the heartwarming story of how her boyfriend Nonso had unexpectedly proposed during a lunch date at the lunchbox, the new trendy hippie health food spot in Victoria Island. As she painted the picture of the romantic proposal, my eyes widened in, widened in awe. It was truly a magical event filled with love and thoughtfulness. Though I hadn't personally experienced such a moment, my heart swelled with a craving and a deep appreciation for the beauty of such an occasion. Amara's eyes glistened with both tears of joy and the weight of the moment. I was tempted to inquire if she felt the engagement was too sudden, considering they had been dating for only six months. However, I refrained from dampening her happiness, knowing that this was a time for celebration and support, and not questions. Amara had endured painful heartbreaks in the past, and if Nonso was her Prince Charming, then I genuinely wished them all the happiness in the world. With a mixture of emotions and a sincere smile, I expressed my heartfelt congratulations to Amara. Cherishing the bond we shared and the exciting new chapter that lay ahead for her and Nonso. Just before ending the call, Amara asked if I could do her the honor of being her chief bridesmaid. Without hesitation, my response was a resounding and enthusiastic yes. It was a role that had great significance and was befitting of a best friend like me. She expressed a belief that I would be next in line for such an announcement pretty soon. After the call with Amara, a bittersweet feeling settled within me. I was genuinely thrilled for her, but a tinge of sadness crept in as I pondered my own circumstances. 
the realization sank in that I was now the only single friend in our larger friendship group and the sole unmarried child in my own family. Amara's parting words about me being next in line for an engagement felt somewhat absurd, given that I didn't even have a boyfriend at the moment. It served as a gentle reminder of my current status and the uncertainty that lay ahead in my own romantic journey. This evening's call with Chioma had been a part of my responsibility as the chief bridesmaid, ensuring that all the bridesmaids were prepared for Amara's big day. It was a role I embraced with pride and dedication, but it also served as a constant reminder of the contrast between my own situation and the joyous milestones of those around me. Just as my thoughts began to wander, my phone buzzed, abruptly bringing me back to reality. It was a forwarded WhatsApp message from my father containing powerful prayers to get a husband. The true sender of this WhatsApp message was my mother. She had undoubtedly persuaded my father to pass along the message to me, as I had previously quarreled with her about her habit of sending me such messages. Feeling frustrated and overwhelmed by life in general, I took a deep breath and embarked on my mission. The mission was simple. I walked with purpose towards the freezer. There, waiting for me like a comforting friend, was a generous tub of Hagindaz salted caramel ice cream. My go-to treat for moments of stress and turmoil like this. Settling onto my one cream-coloured sofa in my tiny living room, I balanced my tub of ice cream in one hand while clutching the remote control in the other, ready to binge-watch my favourite TV show, Passion Planet. A mind-numbing show with scantily-dressed 20-something-year-olds engaging in casual flings, each convinced they had found true love with every encounter. With my current circumstance, I had to admit that joining Passion Planet as a cast member wouldn't be such a bad idea. But I wasn't sure I could pull off a bikini as I stared at my hot belly. <laughs>